0: This is Confessions, Confessions of a Pastor. A relentlessly real peek behind the scenes of Journey Church in Bend, Oregon. From church and a strip club to a strip mall, going where Jesus would go to reach people Jesus would reach. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All for the glory of God. A journey of misery and miracles. Your hosts are the founders, Pastor <laughs> Keith and Kara. There really is hope for everyone. Hey everyone, this is a bonus episode today. Come on, somebody, give us a hand. I don't know why you give us a hand. (laughs) But this is a bonus episode on Confessions of a Pastor. You are joined with your hosts, Keith and Kara. And Kara, why are we doing this bonus episode today?
1: Well, we have some stories to tell. I just feel a, a pretty big conviction that we need to tell the stories of God. We need to tell yeah. the stories of the way He um, uh, makes a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert.
0: Come on, we can't wait. We are going to do Season 2 Yes. of Confessions of Pastor. We hope to include video in that one so you can see our pretty faces. <laughs> but today, we just want to make sure that we record... What God's doing, which one of the amazing things since we started this podcast, I mean, we've only done 10 episodes, but I think we both have been extremely grateful that it's caused us to reflect Mm. on what God's done and what he's doing and how important that is to remember.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. And the other thing that I feel really thankful for, for doing this Mm -hmm. is um, that it just cements it in history, that it doesn't... The, the, what God did and the memories don't, don't die with, you know, us getting older or, you know, like, like this is cemented in history that our kids can go back and listen to what God did through them through our
0: lives. Um, so yeah. So we have been shocked that people are actually listening to this and it's not just a few but we have now we're over 2,000 listens Wow on 10 episodes hundreds and hundreds of hours of listening and we're humbled we're honored we want to thank you for sharing with others we want to thank you for taking time to listen and it's because of many of you that you're telling us about stories we told that we can actually look back and reflect and re- really not only just give God the glory but we can look at how God has been faithful yes. and he's always good and he he constantly is working things out even when you can't see it. Yeah. Amen. And and we can look back at, at the 13 plus years of Journey Church. There are many years we did not record these things down. Mm-hmm. We did not write them down, we did not record them and because of maybe trauma, we often forfeited Looking back and reflecting on our faith of yeah. God's goodness and His provision and miracles. And, and so we're done with that, uh, letting trauma trump yes. what Amen. God's doing. Uh, I'm reminded of Habakkuk chapter 2 where the Lord told Habakkuk, write this vision down. Mm-hmm. There's going to come a time where people mm-hmm. are going to need this. And if you don't write it down, mm-hmm. it's so easy to forget. Yeah. Even if it's a God-sized thing, like God could do a miracle in your life, you think, "Oh, I'm going to remember this." Oh, it's so easy.
1: Yeah, you know that's what you're saying. Actually, reminds me of I've been journaling prayers now for at least a year, mm. and since last spring, since we just started going through a you know a hard season. Yes. I just it started with just pouring my heart out, and then mm. I started journaling the prayers. And I was looking through them this morning again, as a couple days ago, which mm. I was telling you. Um, you know, in a conversation, but right. Um, looking at the what what the prayers that I journaled and then the prayers that he's answered. He's answered, I, I want to say, every single one of the prayers Come that on. I wrote. Yes. I mean, let me give this testimony, okay? okay? So this is what God has done okay. in the last few weeks even. I, starting back in, I the earliest I wrote it in my journal was early February. It was February 6th is the date that I recorded it. And it was a prayer for, um, I was having a massive health issue in mm-hmm. my ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I recorded a prayer on February. I actually recorded three prayers that day, my ear being one of them. And it is now August, you know, the middle of August and God has answered that prayer. My ear is completely healed. Um, it took six months.
0: Yeah. It wasn't one of those quick prayer miracles where, Hey, we've got a, a problem. We bring it before God and there's a miracle. We yeah. prayed no. relentlessly. We for labored this. over this one. Yes. And
1: I, I, God did a lot through me mm. in the six months that it took to heal. Come on, um, but I'm I'm healed, and I amen. just and actually what I wrote in my um, uh, in my journal at one point was I whatever I read that day was it was something in Psalms. One of the Psalms mm. was reminding me that when God answers this prayer, mm. I need to give Him glory. Come on, I have to tell the testimony of when He answers this prayer, and wow. He has officially answered this Come prayer. On. My ear is completely healed.
0: Praise God, somebody. Yes, amen. I mean, and that was. Many, 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 many prayer moments where I prayed over Kara. I invited the kids to pray over Kara. The staff prayed over me many times. uh, Yeah, I invited other people to uh, at staff meetings at Journey Church. They laid hands on Kara. I anointed her ears with oil several times. Yes. Even God gave me a vision one Sunday morning of Psalm 23 where... David is relating the Lord as a shepherd and how you anoint my head with oil and shepherds would anoint the sheep's head with oil, not for, um, for spiritual moments, like, like with Moses and Aaron, you know, where there was a special anointing oil, but mm-hmm. rather it was for protection to keep the mites and the fleas mm-hmm. out of their ears from laying eggs and, uh, annoying them to the point of destruction. And I just got this vision that, you know, I'm, anoint your ears with oil because mm. the enemy wants to fill our ears and yeah. earlier in that praying process we prayed that it wouldn't just be physical miracle but as God heals your ears that you would also have ears to hear yes amen uh, because you had an eyesight problem a couple years ago yep. and it was a similar prayer God yeah. heal Kara's eyes yes but spiritually yes. give her eyes to see amen may she see more clearly just as she sees with her eyes and yes. I, I agree with you and uh, when we write these things down, days, weeks, and months later, maybe years later, we can constantly see God's faithfulness and His goodness. That one moment He does a miracle, and then we need another miracle. Yeah. I mean, what He answered then is not like, well, look at God's answered all our prayers. We're back to the drawing board of circling things in prayer, meaning keep coming back and praying it over and over and over again until God answers it, because we need God so desperately bad in our lives. Uh, I shared with you, Kara, that I too like to just journal and write down what are the things I'm praying for and what's happening in my life, but how easily and quickly... We can get away from that rhythm, routine, and habit. Like it's not even big sins that take you away. It's just busyness. Well, I got an early morning meeting. I'm tired. I don't write down. Next thing you know, a day turns into a few days. A few days turns into a week. A week turns into a few weeks. Right. And next thing you know, I was like, I haven't even been recording what God's been doing, what I'm asking God, what I'm praying for, gratitude. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's, it's friends. We gotta be careful. Busyness will rob you from. A really good prayer life.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it, it, those moments or those seasons when I haven't, when I've been in the, in the place that you just described, mm. I feel like I've missed out on God's blessing. Yes. Um, because I haven't been intentional. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Me too. I totally feel the same. I, I just journaled today and uh, I looked back and my previous journal entry, I think it was 11 days earlier. And I... I can tell you there's almost a dryness or a valley that's like, I was in the word still and I was praying, but it's not the same life giving to look back daily and, 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 and record them because sometimes you record desperation, like as if like, man, God, if you don't do this and then you can look back and be like, man, what was I stressed about? Yeah. Look yeah. at God Amen. God came through like yeah. I, he always does. yeah, like you know Peter's promise cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you is just true. We're not meant yeah. to bear that burden. yeah
1: and the more we see God's faithfulness and mm. God's provision and yes. I mean, really, the I feel like the more um, strength we have Come to on. not carry the burden ourselves.
0: Amen, you're filled up. Coming back to Psalm 23, my cup overflows yes. now. When I allow that anointing, when I walk with the shepherd, when I'm, when I'm praying and I'm writing it down, now I see he was faithful. And the yeah. Lord's been teaching us so much. This has been a summer of learning lessons. Uh, some of them have been humility, which has been great mm-hmm. because The Bible teaches us that the Lord lifts up the humble, or or that in our weakness, he's made strong. And I think, Kara, we have... Man, every week we can just testify to His goodness and His faithfulness. So that's why we're here on this bonus episode. We want to just share a couple of those with you so that we can celebrate together. We could journey together. We could talk about the good things of God today. Uh, Of course, there's bad things that are happening in our lives. There's ugly, messy things in our lives. But we're in this together. You're not alone. We're in this together. So, Kara, let's just let's reflect. We've been witnessing God work in tremendous ways Uh what do you got? Where have you witnessed God work? Give us a story.
1: Okay, so I last Sunday um, I um, had a conversation with an incredible woman uh, who runs an incredible nonprofit in Bend. Um, Her name is Megan. Yep, and she runs Furnish Hope.
0: Yes, and
1: it is a incredibly impactful um non profit that yes. that does more than what it does. <laughs> She's after hearts, right? Yes.
0: It started with a small dream of providing a need for people, but then it went beyond that because Megan recognized that physical needs are momentary. Yeah. And so what what is something lasting? And so the ministry or the, the non profits called furnish hope. Furniture is what she gives to people yeah. who don't have furniture, um, wh- whether they're coming out of bad situations, they don't have the money, a whole myriad of reasons, but she, she furnishes them from everything you can imagine, uh, big to small, You know, from utensils to, to beds, uh, couches, everything. And it started uh, small and it is scaled big time. Huge. And and what Megan recognized in this, this dream has now multiplied to the place of, listen, things of this world will fade. Jesus said that. Yeah. Uh, don't store it for yourself treasures that, that r- moth and rust can destroy or thieves can, can steal, but store up treasures in heaven. So she's, she's on a mission to provide real hope.
1: Oh yeah. And so she uses, you know, the avenue of, of furnishing people's homes, mm-hmm. um, meeting their physical, you know, tangible needs. And then she gives them the hope of Jesus Yes, and like, she's an evangelist. Um, but anyway, long story short, so she furnished uh, a home of a family uh, that is from Ukraine, refugees from Ukraine, that it yes. has now become a very special part of our church family, of yes. our family. And um, and so they have friends that are were stuck in Poland mm. from Ukraine, and they needed a sponsor. And so Megan and her husband stepped up and said, we will sponsor them. Right. So they take... You know, to me, it's just this example. They take one small step of faith Mm -hmm. and say, yeah, and maybe that's a big step. One step of faith. (laughs) says, yes, I will say yes to God. I will say yes to sponsoring a a refugee family. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it's going to take of me, but I'm willing to do it.
0: There is a cost financially, time. None of us got time. I mean, we're all busy. right? We can make any excuse in the world. I can't do it because... Fill in the blank.
1: And yet they did, they did say, yes. and God has provided, mm. <laughs> they step out and God has provided now them with a furnished home mm. for most of the year. Um, from October through May and they get here, they actually get here next week, which is August, the end of August. Um, then additionally, um, God provided a home front for the entire month of September before they get to the furnished home. So it's just, it's one thing after the next where God just is providing in such beautiful, tangible ways as she steps out in faith. And I mean, that's that I have sat down with her and talked with her about, um, what god has done through her ministry Mm. and her nonprofit, yes it is literally one miracle after the next after the next after the next so this story to me is just like why would he not do this in her life
0: come on why would he
1: not it's when when we're willing to take that small step of faith yeah we say yes we step out of the boat and we say yes and then he does the rest
0: yes Absolutely. And, and God has grown just this dream of what she wanted to do into just this scalable where this organization with hundreds of volunteers to the point where people all over the nation are trying to learn from her. But yet grassroots in her heart, she still is is asking God for greater things. And what, what really matters in this life are people. Yeah. You know we can do great things in this world, but if we don't impact people. But when you impact a person, that person will impact a person, and that person will impact. It, it just scales. Yeah. It reminds me what when you're talking, Kara. Jesus, he teaches in Matthew chapter seven. He says, "Ask and it will be given to you." If we're not asking, we're not getting what yeah. only God can give. Seek and you will find, knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, Jesus says, will receive. And the one who yeah. seeks will find and the one who knocks it will be opened. Yes. And then he goes on to use an earthly example. If if, if you've got a son that asks for bread, are you going to give him rocks? Or or if he asks for fish, are you going to give him a serpent? And Jesus said, if, if we know how to do these things, and we're evil, we've got issues, yeah. how much more will a Heavenly Father who's right. perfect not give to us if we ask? And I wonder, what are we asking for today?
1: And look at the, what her example of asking yeah. has impacted so many people.
0: Mm. So mm. It, it
1: wasn't, her. you know, this example to me wasn't a, a, an example of, I just want, I want something. Yes. This is like... An ask uh, that impacts people for, for generations yeah. to come. Here's
0: a need, Lord. Yeah. I know there's a need. I don't know if anyone else can going to step up, but I'll step up. Yeah. And now, Lord, I need you to you fill in the blanks. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know when. Yeah. What that's going to look like. And all of us can do that on some levels in every area of our life.
1: I think we should. I, You know, we all should be doing
0: right. it. Right, I mean, if you if you look right now at global crisis, the war in Ukraine, and, and the, the the probably millions of refugees around the world from various countries, man, we can just we could be paralyzed right there. and be like, I can't help all the refugees. Well, you know what? You could probably help one. Yeah. You could probably help one person. I mean, what would that mean to them? And I tell you, this family that we've gotten to know has really blessed Journey Church. Uh, I called him up on stage this past Sunday at pursuit night and just put him on the spot because I know he loves Jesus. I know he has the Holy spirit. I know he's got ministry experience in church. And I said, Ruslan, do you have a word for journey church? Yeah, and he did. And he did. And he had, he spoke in Russian because he's still learning English and it came right out of Ezekiel. And he said, just as, as the prophet Ezekiel had a vision of water coming out of the temple and it started small, the further out the water went, the deeper and the, the 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 deeper it went, the further it went. And he talked about how God is doing that at Journey Church. Mm. That it just doesn't happen in God's house or in His place, but when we go out, mm. God's going to bring depth. He, he's going to He's going to do more, and it's just a beautiful, powerful, prophetic picture. Yeah, yeah. I went and reread that scripture this week, believing that that when God gives a word. That we would not just pass over it; it wouldn't just be in a moment. That we would meditate on it, pray over it, we would test it, and, and believe God's best. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's wild. Uh, one story. I mean, this might seem so small and simple, but I just really believe God is in the details. Even as you know, you were you're reading. Uh, you're not reading, you're doing a study on the book of Acts yeah, right now. So just good. a personal one. And man, you've just shared with me so many things, Karen. And one of the things you shared is just how God has changed the whole world with just little things, mm-hmm. like a, a small group of people, mm-hmm. a ragtag group of disciples. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't ever leave. Uh, he didn't ever go beyond a hundred miles uh, in his yeah. 33 year, three years on earth. And just, just like, sometimes you don't have to go do crazy audacious yeah. things to actually change the world yeah. and i just think that god is literally in the details mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like god has to do a miracle do something big this is a little story but just an encouraging one for me it was a few weeks ago at journey at the end of the day we're about to eat a bunch of food after pursuit night It's a long sunday we're going to eat great food but a phone was found on a chair and there's a few dozen people left over at the church, mostly young adults who are just hanging out. They've got nothing better to do. And these young adults are hanging out. We get find the phone and they're, they took this phone of a complete stranger and they start taking pictures. <laughs> uh, they take selfies. They take goofy pictures. And, you know, all of a sudden we get involved and engaged like, oh, whose phone is this? What's going on? We don't know whose phone it is. It's locked. They right. left it here. And we literally don't know whose phone this is. So we're trying to figure out like, all right, maybe we'll just put it in lost and found it's an iPhone. And we're, we're, we're trying to just figure out, do we We just leave it here. But man, if it's my phone, I'd want it. And Kara, you came up with a great idea. (laughs) Uh, Like, even if it's locked, you can talk to Siri. Yeah. And so, like, we're going through and, like, we we did things like call husband or call wife. And it wasn't working. (laughs) There was no husband. There was no wife. And then I was like, well, call mom. And the phone starts ringing. And so now the phone's ringing. Someone answers on the other end. And she's like, hello. And I'm like, hi. (laughs) You know? So uh, And... I just said, Hey, uh, do you have a son or daughter? And she's like, daughter, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm calling from your daughter's phone, and I'm like, is this not weird to you? She wasn't freaking out or anything. She was just answering my questions so matter-of-fact and calmly, and then I eventually get to the point like, hey, your daughter left her phone at church, and uh, just trying to get, figure out how to get it to her, and right. she says, oh, well, I'll call her fiance and let them know, and and so, uh, and needless to say, she, she calls the fiance, he, he calls back, and we say, hey, we're still at the church, uh, if you want to come get it. They come back. Mm -hmm. Sorry for the long backstory. Yeah. But they come back and they're excited to meet me because I've not met them and they meet me. And then uh, I think his name was Logan and he introduces me to um, maybe it wasn't Logan.
1: I I think her name was Jasmine. Jasmine. Something like that.
0: Austin? I don't know. Maybe. Anyways, he introduces me to his fiance, and I'm going to have to meet them again, because uh, he says, hey, you know, sh- she got saved here, she got baptized here, and God is doing so much. And I'm like, I am so... Glad you left your phone here, right? Because now I got to meet them. Yeah. And then I asked them, "Are you guys hungry? Because we're about to eat a bunch of food. It's late on Sunday night. They're like, actually, we are hungry. And then she proceeded to tell me, my mom lives in Portland, which is the person I called. And she's like, she must have been so excited to talk to you. And I'm like, she didn't know it was me. She's like, oh, when she finds out, because she's been watching you on church. And then she goes on to explain to me, I, our family never went to church, but now my family yeah. in Portland's watching you. Yeah. Uh, from portland they're watching online we're going to church and we're able to talk about god that's wow, so cool I, I was just like so blessed and then he went on to say well i'm from salem and my family watches in salem and they're like those numbers you see on there those are our family and i'm like ah how cool is this, this is so awesome to just meet real people who the, the you know you could watch a baptism and you can get excited but let me tell you there's a real person yes. behind every absolutely every story is, is is a real person that really matters to god and i was just so blessed that night. I mean, that that was actually just a really um, fun day. every week we have people raising their hands getting saved every week we got yeah. every time we do baptisms you know the, we have people step forward i'm so excited because church in the park is coming, yeah, and usually we have the most baptisms of the year mm-hmm. on that particular day and i don 't know what that's going to look like i don't even well actually, I think I know a few people that want to get baptized maybe maybe two or three, but um those two or three will turn into dozens and yeah. dozens and dozens maybe maybe this Year hundreds. Yeah, I'm believing God's we best need to pray there. for that. Yes uh, absolutely stoked on what God's doing. Yeah. So, so oh, go, ahead. go, no, you, I was just going to say, do you have more like,
1: well, actually more, I was actually going to mention. So, okay. okay, let's talk about where, let's go there. Um, I know yeah. where you're going. Yeah. I, it's, it's on the front of my mind because yeah. God is bringing the church journey church into a season of more. Come on. And it's a, it's a more initiative, yes. but it's so much more than, um, what it appears to be. It is so, is a spiritual So what uh, campaign. referring to
0: is we're, this is a capital financial campaign if we were to put it on paper, but it is not about money at all. No, We've been on this journey for a long time and we're calling it a more generosity initiative because it actually has nothing to do with money has to do with hearts. Amen. Has to do with the season that our church is in. Yes. And it has been incredible. Yeah. We have worked tirelessly, to get to this point of where now we're starting to see fruit and it's like, you know, when you have a garden and you work hard and you plant seeds and you water and you watch and you water and you watch and you, watch and you, watch and you do all those things and then finally it starts to grow and you're kind of excited. But the moment you really see that fruit, yeah, it's kind of like a baby was born. Yeah. I, mean, I, I hate to exaggerate, but you're like, oh, there's fruit. Well,
1: I have a green bell pepper in the garden right now. Is that exciting or what? <laughs> I sent you a picture of it today. You should have. I would
0: have celebrated with you. Well, we're starting <laughs> to see fruit. Bell fruit pepper. from this generosity initiative yeah. that we actually haven't even launched to the church yeah, no, yet. No,
1: completely. It's, it's actually incredible that the momentum and the excitement behind the MORE campaign is is really incredible yeah. because people are hungry yes. and they're excited Come on. for greater things.
0: Yes, we're, we're not comfortable being complacent in our personal lives, in the church. We
1: have a short life. We're believing
0: God's best. Yes,
1: we have a a very small time on earth to make Mm. the biggest impact that Mm. we can. And so I think that's why I'm excited about it. I think that's why people are excited about it because we don't have time to waste.
0: (laughs) Well, Let's give a backstory, and then let's give a couple of really cool stories of what's already happened with the MORE initiative that hasn't even been launched yet, friends. Uh, Actually, this Sunday night I'm doing a big vision night. It launches officially September 10th. So whenever you listen to this, you, you'll kind of know this play by play because we are super stoked about more generosity initiative. So to go back a year ago, not even a year ago, more more than that, longer, uh, a year and a half ago, uh, we had already purchased the property, at uh, 38 acres, uh, believing that that we're growing as a church, we need more space. But then we really got the cart ahead of the horse, Kara. We hired an architect from across the country uh, to come draw plans up for the church. And they weren't... They were good plans, but they were not God-sized plans. No, no, They were just like a little better than what we're currently in. It would be a newer space of what we're in on this great big property. Yeah. We would sell off most of the property. Yeah. And we just kind of have a newer, sexier version of what we have now. Yeah. You know, maybe a little tiny, larger sanctuary, but not a big sanctuary. Not a... I mean, it's just let me tell you, anytime you do architectural plans, they'll be, they'll look good, but we were compromising. Mm -hmm. And since we got the cart ahead of the horse, I got overwhelmed and full of anxiety. I I didn't see the vision for this. And we were supposed to do a big financial campaign in 2022 Mm -hmm. to raise millions of dollars, uh, to build this building that I wasn't excited about. And really that was a part of the myriad of things the 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 plethora of things that led us to a burnout that led us to a place of a sabbatical. God refreshed us, Mm -hmm. restored us, gave us a a great reset. And there was a place where I had permission to say, if you don't have a vision behind this, don't do it
1: absolutely it's
0: like we forcing god's will absolutely
1: we only want to go where the presence of
0: god is we only want to go where god leads us just like moses said okay god you can do all these things but i don't want to go unless your presence is with us so so we settled down a little bit and we we worked with the consultant we've been working with his name's rob hopper he's been a lifesaver for us an angel in some ways he's worked with the team at journey church we've had Hundreds of hours of meetings just this year in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have met so many times. The kids, pastor and uh, directors and uh, all aspects of the church, from small groups to youth to um, all communications aspect. I mean, so many meetings. And all of it is to say, what's next for Journey? What's our vision? And we are believing that God wants to not only continue what He's doing, but we actually want to do more. We want to seize the opportunity to say, more people in this city need Jesus Christ. Yeah. We want to secure our future and believe God's best that what He can do, as Ephesians 3.20 says, he can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. Yeah. So will we? As you said about Megan Martin, will we step out in faith and say, "Okay, I don't know how you're going to do this, God, yeah. but I'm asking you to do this." Yeah. And so all of this is to say, okay, we need money to do this. We our vision can only move at the pace of our generosity. Yeah. you know, so if we're going to build a building or, or, or actually completely um, re. Uh, restore our current building, 38,000 square feet, to reach more people. It's going to require some money. So, this is a generosity initiative to say we're believing God's best for more, yeah. to reach more people. So all that to say, we're, we're slowly introducing this to people, mm-hmm. just one step at a time. You know, our, our leaders, uh, I've done a kids leaders meetings. I've done small group leader meetings. I've, I, I've met with some of the givers of Journey Church and, and we're just slowly but surely introducing the church to this vision of what we'll be doing with this more initiative launching this yeah. fall. Now, here's the stories. If y'all have still tracked with me and you're still listening, go with me here, friends. So I'm, I'm sharing this vision. We're believing God's best for more. Coming out of Ephesians 3.20, what does this look like? And a part of this is to say, this is not about money. We want to reach more people. And at the end of the day, Things will come and go, but we want to reach more people. We have had people fill out impact cards, which we're going to have every single person at the church do as well. An impact card is simply a card saying, I want people that I know that don't believe in Jesus to be transformed by the love of Jesus Christ. So it's an impact card saying, I'm going to pray for them. I want the church to pray for them. And we're going to believe God's going to do more in their life. Mm -hmm. And so there's five lines. The first four lines are people that do not believe in Jesus. The fifth line is... The what long we call shot. the long shot, yeah. yeah. The long shot is the person you don't even believe that they can come to faith in Jesus. You don't think they'll even go to church. Maybe they're antagonistic towards Christians. They're anti. Maybe they're an atheist, or all those kind of things. And we've had those miracle testimonies before. Yeah. But we're going to ask the whole church to be lifting up five people, four that don't know Jesus, the fifth, the long shot. Well, we've already done this a few times. We've prayed over those. We've laid hands over those. Yeah. We've already had two people. Mm. The first one was the next week. It was someone on our staff put, put somebody down. And that Sunday, that person came to church. Wow. Now, I don't know if they gave their life to Jesus, just like the second story that I'm going to tell you. This one I heard from a person that wrote down their long shot. And they didn't think in a million years. They're like, there's no way. This I'm going to put this down, but I don't even see how God will do it. Well, out of nowhere, this person said, I'm going to visit you. They don't even live in Bend. And wow. then they said, what are you doing? They said, well, we we'll go to church on Sunday. Well, can I go to church with you? Wow. That person came to church. And they came to me with e- eagerness and excitement saying, I can't believe it. Yeah, that's so good. I put this down. I can't believe it. So we're already, I mean... Kara, we're going to have hundreds, if not thousands, not hundreds, we're going to have thousands of names. Yeah. Thousands yeah. of names.
1: Each person puts if five each people. Each person
0: put five down. Let's just say we have 1,500 people put this down, and I know we're going to have more than that put names down, but 1,500 times five, what is that? Here, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask Siri. What is 1,500 times five?
1: 7,500.
0: Yeah, that's 7,500 people coming to faith in Jesus. That's nuts. That's amazing. We're believing that in our lifetime. And those 7,500, if they impact a person, we double that now we're at 15,000 I mean this is the multiplication of God's God's math
1: God's math is multiplication
0: it's amazing but we've got to trust him in everything so this is a a generosity initiative so what we're doing is we're leaning into people saying ask God what are you going to give to this how are you going to be stretched in your faith what financially are you going to give to this I've been sharing that vision with others quick testimony I shared with the small group leaders about a week and a half ago I just shared hey guys here's where we came from we want to go where Jesus would go to reach people Jesus we started in a strip club. We turned it into a sanctuary. Now we're in a strip mall, but we're not done yet. You yep. know, I'm casting this vision. We want more, and I'm sharing this, but it's going to cost money, and so we need you to pray about what's your role here. We want 100% participation, every person, every child, every teenager, every adult. So I just share this. I don't know how it's being received. Well, I find out a few days later, Pastor Brad, our small group leader, said, I just got a voicemail from someone who was there who wants to share with me a story of what happened. Well, he met with him and tells me this story testimony. I was so excited about what our church is doing. I recognized that I wasn't giving to God. Mm. I love the Lord, but here's his testimony. He's in the mortgage industry and he, he was laid off because of all the, the yeah. new changes to interest rates and all these kind of things. Lost his job. Mm. Uh, and, and he was so convicted that he wasn't giving that he still needs to tithe. So he I, this is how I believe the story goes. He wrote a tithe check. To to the church. I don't know if there's a check or online giving, but he he tithed. Literally the next day in his bank was three thousand dollars from the company that laid him off. Wow. Now the backstory there was from what he understood, nobody was gonna get paid <laughs> from the layoff. And just the faithfulness of oh, when you give, so you can't outgive God. You can't. I mean, at the end of the day, we give because we want to to honor God, we want to trust God. And somehow, this is not, don't mistake this for any prosperity message. You don't give uh, yeah. to get. But I will tell you, you can't cannot ever outgive God. No. Because when you give, God can trust you. And He says, Great, I'm gonna trust you with more. Yeah, I'm gonna trust exactly. you with more. And we only know this because
1: Yeah. He's done it in our life.
0: Yes, we've yeah. put it into practice and yeah. it still is a place where you know. Every time you stretch out in faith to, to give financially, it's like, ugh, I don't know, it kind of stings a little bit. Because you got bills to pay, things break. But then, man, once you do, God shows up every time. Every single
1: time. Every time. He has never not.
0: I I have been so challenged about our own family and what's going to happen this fall. So I can't wait on future podcasts to be like, boom. This is what God did. In our family. Yes. In other people. So to somebody out there, man, ask God in your life, what should you be giving? What are you giving? What does that look like to trust God in every single area of your life. Everyone. And it might seem small. And this is just between you and the Lord. This isn't between a pastor and you. This isn't between anybody but you and the Lord. If you're married, then you ought to be talking to your spouse about this. Even if it's uncomfortable, expose the elephant in the room, lean into the Lord, pray about this, talk about this. Let's get more stories of God doing greater things. Yeah, oh, it's it's exciting. I can't wait to see what God's going to do because we're going to actually bring the kids into this. Yeah. We're going to ask the kids to pray to be a part of this so that they know they're not the future church. Yeah, they are the church. They are the church. That yeah. when they give to God, whether it be yeah. 50 cents or $3 or $30, that they know they're part of the mission of the church. Yeah, We often forfeit and... The opportunity to teach our kids about true discipleship and generosity and what it means to trust God. We wait until they're adults. Mm. And then it's backwards. And it takes years of (laughs) rewiring messed up understanding of finances and God and giving. But man, if we can teach our kids now to love the Lord. So we're going to do it with our kids. We're going to do it with our teenagers. We're going to do it church-wide. It's Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be good. Uh, So yeah. Anything else, Kara? <laughs> well, I feel like I've been doing all the talking. Oh,
1: no. Put, put a um, microphone
0: before a preacher and then.
1: It's been, you know, almost an entire summer since we recorded these. So a lot, you know, has happened in our lives. Like I think about some really quirky things that's happened.
0: Well, it's a quirky but, thing.
1: Well, this is really unrelated to the church.
0: Good, bad, and quirky. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Good. Well, this is ugly. I, this, I'll just call oh, this ugly. Ugly. Okay. Do tell then. Do you remember the um, infestation of caterpillars that we had in oh, our boy. tree?
0: Yes, I'll probably use it as a um, sermon illustration soon. I was thinking, actually, for Church in the Park. Oh, But um, I do know that we thought they were spiders at first because there's giant webs yeah. all over a tree that we really like. It's a big tree. It's right yeah. by our house. And there was giant spider webs, almost looked like cotton candy, covering massive branches. And it started with like one branch. And then you showed me, and then a well, few days later, it. a few branches.
1: Yeah, I think there were a few branches by the time I noticed it one day. And I'm like, what the heck is that? So yes. I pointed it out, and then we wait a week, and it just, like, Kept literally blowing. multiplied.
0: It's disgusting. And so I-
1: I call the neighbor, like, what do I do? She's been here for, I don't know, 17 years. And she's a master gardener or something. And she said, you need to cut the branches off, bag them, take them off of your property. Yeah. So we had to cut about half of a tree.
0: Yes. And then another tree got infested with it too. Yeah. And then another tree. So a total of three trees. trees. And that night, it was a a weeknight. It was weird, like kerosene, quirky, but it was ugly because there were thousands. Mm, of caterpillars worms. that look like worms, yes. about an inch to two inches long, and thousands that are making these webs. That as you cut a branch down, they're moving, and they're, I mean, it reminds you what hell will look like because they're just wiggling and gives you yeah. the heebie-jeebies, and your body starts to itch because you <laughs> wonder <laughs> totally. if you have a worm on you. There's nothing to be afraid of, but yet you're oh. afraid. And, and and we did all this work for hours and hours, and I missed my niece's uh, birthday party. Yeah, uh, I was just, it was just. It was gross, but both of us came away from that and said, that is such an image of sin.
1: It was probably the most tangible visible image of sin that yeah. I've ever seen. Come on. Uh, in my life.
0: Yeah, that it, it can just start with a small problem, but if you don't take care of sin, it will take over. Yeah. And,
1: and then and and the only way to get rid of it is to gouge it out. You
0: gotta cut it off. Yeah. Get rid of it. Cut it off. Remove it entirely. Or else that sin's not gonna just impact your life if you're the tree, it's gonna impact others as well. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna manifest that problem onto other people, usually your kids, usually a loved one. And and all of a sudden it takes over and I think we've realized that I felt like that this summer. I, I how about we do another weird story? Yeah, this is it. another ugly story. This do is a personal it. one, but it totally relates spiritually as well, and it crossed over to the, the the church life. It was a Saturday afternoon. I'm all alone at the house, and I decide to go for a run. And I I, I go for a run on a trail by our house, and we got all this trail. We're in the high desert, and I I, I tripped on a rock while running on this trail, and I fell face first in the dust like that moon dust my whole body got covered I was wearing a tank top my tank top is covered in dust my shorts are black they're covered in dust my legs are covered in dust my whole face is covered in (laughs) dust I scraped up my hands I scraped up both my Mm. knees I scraped my my thigh and I'm looking my knees are bleeding I'm covered in dirt and I you know, I, I bruised up my body and I sit down to like lick my wounds, like not literally, right. but to, just to look at what happened. And like a cartoon, drip, drip, like these giant <laughs> raindrops start falling on me, and then like a water balloon popped over me. Huge thunderstorm. Yeah. I'm covered in dust that now is mud. I've got to run home. My knees are bleeding. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me for saying it this way, but what the hell just happened? <laughs> I went out for a run on a Saturday. So like I I took off my shoes, jumped in the shower. I'm burning from the dust and the water dripping over my wounds. And I I literally am chewing on dirt, like rocks in my teeth. (laughs) I feel miserable. I get in clothes afterwards. I'm like, just, it's crazy. Here's what the Lord told me, Kara. He cautioned me. And I just, I shared this with you and I don't think anyone will understand the weight of what the Lord taught me mm, and that's because okay. I could have blamed the devil that the devil made me fall. Oh, look at all this. I actually think it was the Lord's little toe. He stuck it out. Uh, <laughs> I know the rock that I tripped on because I... I know exactly which rock it was, but I think the Lord put it there. I tripped on it because he humbled me because of all that God's doing at Journey Church right now. Mm-hmm. God is moving in such mighty ways, and I lately have had some fleshly insecurities about like numbers. And that particular Sunday, there was the fair in our county. Something, and people aren't going to go to the church. They're going to go to the fair. That night there was a big Christian concert. I said people aren't going to come to church at pursuit night to pray. They're going to go to a Christian concert. I had this the most worldly uh, dumbest mm. stupidest desire I, I, they were so not of God and I didn't really confess them to anybody but I was thinking that and the Lord humbled me and here I am bruised up, sore, nothing was bad it was little things but that next day at church I was in a very humble position Mm. and Mm. I would just say what Paul says, that when I am weak he is strong that literally my weakness he lifted me and that Sunday was so powerful, we had a huge Sunday morning, it was the largest pursuit night of the summer Mm. I was worried people weren't going to show up and I actually confessed to the church that night, I said I want to repent of my sin, Mm. Somehow I thought numerical that people showing up was success in God's mm-hmm. eyes. And it's not. Yeah, There was such fire that night. There was such powerful prayer and worship. Yeah. And it was just a weird lesson for me. Mm-hmm. Me falling on my face, literally eating dirt, having to be <laughs> sore for a week was just like, you know what? This Journey Church has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Some people want to say, oh, pastor, you're this. Uh, no, no, no. Is I... I I could be wiped out, yes. and God could do more. Yes. Amen. It is God doesn't need us, Yeah. but I'll tell you, when we surrender our all to Him and we say, "I can't do this without you," He will yeah. use us. Yeah, and
1: He allows us to be used. You know, yes, He allows us to join Him and in, in His mission of you know restoring all things.
0: Amen. And He is using you, Kara, unlike any other time I've ever seen before. Um, this for lack of a better word, platform, even through this podcast, has been humbling. It's been honoring. I love that I'm doing it with you. It's a new season of us in yeah. ministry together, yeah. uh, that we're no longer going to do ministry um, apart or siloed or separate, mm-hmm. but rather, hey, we're in this together. Yeah. We said I do at the altar, so we're in this together, whether it's your real estate yeah. or whether it's me preaching God's word. I've told you, like, you pray for me, it's got a different power than other people praying for me. Yeah. You touch my shoulder, it's got a different power than someone mm-hmm. else touching my shoulder. And so I am grateful for you, Kara. I'm blessed by you. I just want to say thank you for your love, your encouragement. Um, now I'm going to start crying, so we should <laughs> oh, probably... Oh, thank you. Um, I'm seriously, I'm oh. in love with you more than ever, and I, I'm just thankful for you. So um, we should just stop this now. And, um, <laughs> do you have any final words for...
1: Oh, Our good friends. question. Um Oh, I don't know, but I mean when you were talking about you falling and God, you know, using that. Yes. Um uh, and then and the uh, caterpillar, you know, issue <laughs> and stuff like yeah. I I told you right at that night, the night that we spent hours chopping down limbs and bagging caterpillars mm-hmm. i um i just was reflecting on the last year of our life and yeah. and god has in the last year i don't know if i'm just my spiritual eyes are more open or if this is the timeline of it but pretty much everything in our life in the last year has been um something i mean ha- has been spiritual has been um god has used it yes um it has meaning it has a prophetic With meaning revelation. is i guess what i'm looking yeah. for
0: um, well, everything. In, in Habakkuk, when the Lord says in, in Habakkuk chapter 2, the Lord answered to the prophet and said, write down this vision. Well, that's the ESV translation vision. If you look at it, I think in the NIV, it says, write down this revelation in mm. like a, a simpler translation, like the NLT, which is New Living Translation, write down the way that God has answered. Mm. So all of those really mean the same things, but different in, in English. Mm. And I agree with you that God has given us eyes to have a revelation that life is not just in the natural and physical. Yes. Yes that the Holy Spirit works in the little details and the big deals. Yes. He works when you're worshiping Him through song, but He can also work when you're washing dishes, when you're talking about finances, when you're praying about what school your child should go to, when you're, yeah. when you're feeling lonely. He is in all those things. Yeah. And when you give a revelation, all of a sudden, Scripture will speak to you. He's with you in the wilderness. He will make a way where it seems like yes. there's no way. He, he, he's going to do it. And I agree with you. He's given us a greater revelation.
1: Yeah. It, Vision. Definitely. De- it, it, at least within the last year, it's just been so apparent to me that um, lots that that the things that have um, played out in our life have really been very pr- prophetic mm-hmm. to what he's what what he's doing in our, in our life. Amen. Like, they just they're going hand in hand, and it's really. I'm thankful for the season that we're in because That's good. Um, I I know that God's leading us. Amen. We are surrendered yeah. to him and and he's he's in control. so
0: and we have to keep reminding, reminding, reminding each other that, yeah. one another, you and me, then all of our listeners, together, we are better together because, In the moment when the locusts are devouring your harvest, it's lonely, it's isolating, it's scary, it's frustrating. You can blame God, be angry at God, all of the above. And then when you surrender to God, and then He starts to restore what the Mm -hmm. locust devour, you're filled with joy, you're filled with renewed hope and uh, renewed vision, excitement. But then you can't just stop there. Because when the enemy comes later and devours again, you got to remember, oh, no, 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 I've been here. God's going to restore, he is. and when He restores, it's often better than it was before. Yes, amen. It, so, it is. So what the true. enemy intended for evil, yeah, man, God is going to use for good. Yeah, and His goodness. That's a great way to end, Kara. I just feel called to pray for the listeners that made it this far on this bonus episode of Confessions of a Pastor. We've talked about the good. I don't know if we got to the bad, but we also talked about the ugly. I know that God's working in your life and all of those areas as well. May he get the glory. So let me just lift you up today. Lord, would you bless this person hearing this right now with more of you? Just as Paul prayed for the church, And may God bless you with grace and peace. I pray that today for favor, your goodness, God, your shalom. Alone, God, more of who you are in our lives. That you'd be there in the good, you'd be there in the bad, you'd be there in the ugly, because you never change, you never fail, you are faithful, God. So we trust you today, we praise you, and we thank you for who you are. We say, More, Lord, in mm-hmm. our time, Amen. more of you in our lives. May you do more of those who don't know you yet. We say, God, would there be revival and many people yes. repent and be saved? May we hear many testimonies of people getting baptized. May we we hear of you working even more tremendously than we've already seen. Yeah. And we're so grateful and thankful for what you've done. We're going to thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We love you and praise you in the mighty, the wonderful name of Jesus, Yeshua, the one that saves. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you. Bye. Thanks for joining us on The Journey of confession of a Pastor. Please hit subscribe and rate. We are better together. See you next time. Thanks for joining us on the journey of Confessions of a Pastor. Please hit subscribe and rate. We are better together. See you next time.